Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning an impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourselves in, and let's get fucking started. Welcome back to another episode of the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. So today, Benny and I are going to go through a couple of things, in particular, the big split that we're seeing in the market at the moment. So we speak to brokers every single week and we talk about you know, the ability for people to be able to sell their studios, not gym memberships, but sell the actual studios. And there's two types of studios at the moment that we're seeing. They're the studios that for whatever reason, doesn't matter how much they lower their price or how long they've been on the market for, they just can't seem to sell. But on the flip side, there are owners that are making more money than they ever have. They're opening second or third locations or they're scaling their you know, concept and they're also going on more holidays than they have before. So what is that? Or how is that in the same market, in the same market, two very different outcomes? So we're going to go through a bit of that today in the episode. Um, also, we are in the second week of spring. So winter's over. Hopefully you've you know, taken some of the tips from episode four, where we talked about the seasonal retention strategies and you've had a really good attendance at your studio. Uh, we've loved seeing the messages come through from people that sort of took the advice, implemented some kind of an attendance challenge in their studio, and they've had, you know, record attendance or they've really lowered the suspension and, and the churn through those kind of seasonal months. So that's been awesome. That's awesome. But, but this is the time that is make or break. So remember what we spoke about in the last episode, the rise of the intentional shopper. I ask you, are you still waiting for people to come to you or are you approaching the market and giving them results in advance? Are you being useful in market before people even spend a dollar with you to create the goodwill? At about this time in the market, right, think about some of the recipes that you can share in some kind of free guide. Think about you know, a a stretching program that you can come up with that people can do on their own at home because you just want to get that out there in market. What we used to do, we used to ask all our members every time the seasons change, you know, for instance, right now in spring, what we used to do in spring, we would ask every single member that we had, what is the one little hack that you do to move out of the winter slump and spring into spring? What is your one thing that you do? And then what we would do, we would collate all these feedback and come up with a top 20 tips as voted by our members and then we would create a a nice looking guide just like an ebook and we would send that as value back into our membership base you know as a sort of this is what you guys have come up with but that same little pdf 
we would use as a lead magnet out in market. We would create a campaign out in market, get like $1 or $2 leads for this PDF, particularly because it said that as voted by our members. So we would get that out there in market. We would send that to all our corporate partners to get them to, to send that out to their teams. We would email like the principals that were our members and get them to filter that through to their staff. Like how can we create goodwill out there in market, get these people onto our list and then start helping them in the background. So when it does come time where they are ready to purchase something, who are they going to buy from? Are they going to buy from the random studio in the area that's just come up with a discount or you because you've been helping them this whole time? So I would encourage you to think about that. What can you do to put some goodwill, some good value out there in market for free, for free, so that you float up in their consideration set and you're their choice when it comes time for them to buy from someone. So with that, let's get into the episode. I speak to brokers every week because we sold a couple of studios and we help people in the academy sell their studios as well. So I speak to brokers every single week and I keep asking them, what's the market doing? What's the market doing? Who's selling? Who's buying? Who's selling? Who's buying? Mm. And it just comes down to there is a split in the market, right? There's four different levels now in the market. So I'll start at the bottom. So the layer at the bottom, right? The layer at the bottom, we'll call that level four. Mm -hmm. These are the studios and the studio owners that are- They're struggling, right? Yeah. They're struggling, but they're probably worse to struggle. They're like, they're struggling and they probably can't be helped. Mm. And I hate that because there's probably some good people in there, but just the market forces and maybe they were never meant to own a business and- Maybe some shit happened at the studio. Maybe there was a divorce. Maybe there's something. Like, for whatever reason, they're dead in the water. Mm. Hard to say, but like, there's no use sugarcoating it, right? No one can help them. They'll probably be the ones that get caught up in the the typical stats that you see about the failure rate. 95 percent. Yeah. Yeah. And look, we're seeing that as well. Like, people are just closing their doors after five, six years of of running it. You know, time's up in the business. They can't sell those businesses. No one wants to buy those types of businesses. It's interesting, right? Like you think, you know, like a savvy investor would buy something for cheap and turn it around, but like the broker's saying, the market's saying, no, they don't, they don't want them. These the businesses too hard. are done. Yeah. It's too hard. The next episode we'll do, why don't we talk about actually creating a sellable business? Mm. Because we had that conversation a lot in our academy and it's too hard. Like they're too hard to sell yep. and they're too hard to buy. You know, too hard to turn around. At that point in time, it's too little, too late. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll dive into that next step, but yeah, it's like an 18 month process. And a lot of people think, oh shit. Fire sale, I need to get this thing tomorrow. You want to sell next month. It's like, that's not how it works. No, too late. So that's level four. Level three are the ones that are, there's sort of a mix in level three. It could go either way. Like some of those studios are actually, you know, again, still good people, still want to do a good job, but they're also still people that are over it. Mm. They've probably been through the lockdowns. They just can't be fucked anymore. The biggest problem with the level three is, particularly those that have come through, there's two types of people in level three, right? The ones that went through all the lockdowns and they want to be back at pre-lockdown. The problem is, They've got, a, they've got a pre-lockdown member number in their head and they've got a pre-lockdown valuation in their head and neither of them are real anymore. And the other thing is too is they don't have the energy anymore and they don't have the team anymore. Mm. So ultimately what happens there is they either shut the doors or they want to sell. Now in that same level, there are people that are the new owners, the new generation owners, right? Those guys since lockdowns, the new generation owners, they've got a fucking, they don't remember it. So it's not even just a new goal. It's just a goal. Mm. They have an ambition, they have a goal, they've got a vision, and because they're not burnt by anything, they're like, they're still that kind of naivety, which is actually really productive sometimes. Because that to the new owners, yeah, these guys, we see all these guys come in, they're either, they, sometimes they're, they're members, sometimes they're the, the managers, 
And they, yeah, they're coming in like it's a breath of fresh air working with Breath of fresh air. And all they're missing is the how, mm. which is what we help them with, right? If we're on and two. That's a level three. Level three is kind of distinctive with they are somewhere between survival and stability. It's in there. So in there, there are some real precious moments that need to kind of really go their way. And the best thing that people can do if you feel like you're somewhere between survival and stability is you've got to make the right moves. Yeah. And look, in dollar terms, what does that mean? Like it might be sort of five or 10K, give or take a month between like, oh, you know, like not being able to pay the bills and all of a sudden, fine, being head above water, taking a little bit of money off the table. Yeah. And we see it all the time. It's about 5K a month. So the best thing that studios can do in that thing there is you've just got to accept whatever help is around you, right? Lean into it and actually like you're just missing a couple of tactics and strategies to help accelerate you into this next level. So in level two are the studios who are who are doing well, mm. right? There's profit at the end of the month. There's probably a team. They think they're doing a pretty good job. Yep. And they are, like they're doing a pretty good job. But what they don't realize in level two is that there's a level one. Oh yeah. Who's in level one? Well, we're level one people- Right? We level one people get angry at 1% churn, at losing, 1%. losing 13 of their 900 members. Level one studios are talking about wealth. Mm. So in le- at level four, there's no money. At level three, they're trying to get some profit or it's like, what is profit? Level two is like, this is what my profit is. Level four, it's about like how they turn that profit into more money. Yep. So these guys are okay. They're franchising, they're buying sites, stuff like that. They're using cash flow to produce more cash flow. You know, one little rhyme that I teach my kids, even at seven years and five years old, is like, make some money, then use that money to go and make more money, right? And that's what happens up at level one. Mm. That's what happens up at level one. So that's really how the market has split. You know, the brokers, they can't do anything with level fours. Level threes could go either way. Level twos, they can sell, and they are sellable businesses. at good valuations. And level ones, they're the ones that are buying the level falls mm. and just using the real estate. Mm. Huge. That's the whole fucking difference. That's how at level one, they're not just running a gym, they're playing the game now. They're actually playing the market now. So if you're listening to this, I would ask you to kind of lean into which level do you think you're at? Are you level four where as much as it pains me to say this, it's there's probably no help there. It's probably too far gone and it's, you know, the outcome probably really is to shut the doors. Level three is where it's really a choice now. But you're probably a couple of tiny tweaks away. You might not realize it, might not feel like it, but you're a couple of tweaks away from just finding that next five or 10K recurring revenue in the business and having a really good business. Yeah. But what it comes back to is making the choice. Mm. Do you want to still be in three or do you actually want to be in two? Or if you're in three, do you actually want to be out? Mm. So it's an identity thing. It's a massive identity thing. And I want to give you permission to actually like, Maybe it's the next time you buy yourself in the car driving to your next appointment and you think, fuck, like I've actually just got to confront this feeling. Mm. Do I want this business anymore? Do I still have the energy for this business anymore? Or flip it, like what would need to be true Mm. for me to want to go from three to two? Yeah. And like the risk on this one is if you can't answer that, what would need to be true for me to go to three to two, if you're leaning more towards the, oh, maybe, maybe I'm out you're probably going to slip to level four and that could be yeah, game time. Yeah. So if you are in three and you do want to go to two, you, you guys are the ones that the market will favor, right? Because back to my points around the intentional shopper and the growing industry, right? And like, you're going to have to compete with Nike soon. So you guys with the fire in your belly, you're like, fuck those, I'm in. I'm three and I want to go to two. Bitch, I want to go to one. <laughs> it's like, great. We want to hear from you, but we also want 
we want to cheer you guys on, right? We want to cheer you guys on, and that's who we make the potty for. That you've just got to lean into, this is what I want them to do, right? And then if you're a two and you want to go to one, like, definitely let's have the chat, but also, like, just think about how you want to go from two to one, mm. right? We know a lot of people that are into, right? So the business is actually going pretty well. They're making profit. They've got a yep. team. Yep. But it just doesn't excite them. Sometimes mm. sometimes they just aren't any happier. Mm. What I would ask those people, we've got a session that we did in the summit, which was called the intentional year. It's like, my challenge to people that are into, if you're not like absolutely high-fiving and like jumping out of bed every morning, I would ask you to stop, pour yourself a coffee and think about what kind of business do you actually want? Mm. What do you want to do with your time off? What do you want to do with the money? And build a life that you actually love and a business that you actually love that sits within that. And then think about how you feel about that. And you might just need to make a twist. Maybe you're still too much in the business. Maybe you actually just need to give your manager a bit more leeway. Like maybe you actually need to give them a bit more space. And maybe they want it as well. Mm. Right? And that's into, but I want to speak to the ones at three right now. Let me ask you, right? Because you speak to a lot of studios as well. If I'm in level three and I do want to get to two, what are some behaviors that I need to stop doing that still keeps me in three in favor of what are some behaviors that I've got to start doing, which will start to elevate me to two? The biggest missing thing with the level threes is there's no real sort of systems and processes in their business. Right. They're just flying by the seat of their pants. They don't know how many leads they're getting a week. Right. They don't know where they're coming from. There isn't a tight sales process. They don't know if Billy or Bob is meant to convert them into a member. All that stuff is missing. But the good news is like they're actually really easy fixes. Yeah, all those things can be put into a studio in in, in about a month, to be honest. So is that what it comes to? It comes down to systems. Are they tracking? These guys are not tracking, no. What sort of numbers should they need to be tracking at a bare minimum? You need to know how many leads you're getting a week. Yeah. You need to know how many leads are those you're selling a week on an intro offer. You need to know how many of those intro offers are converting into membership. And you need to know how many of your members a month are cancelling. So yeah, and obviously track your member number as well and your revenue. What about like, what's the shift that they need to make with their financial metrics? Financial literacy is a big one. Mm. So they need to shift into like CEO mode. Like they've got a business, they're the CEO of that business and they really need to like drill into those metrics, it's not good enough to get your buzz from your accountant for this quarter, six months later. Like you've got to proactively manage your finances. You've got to reverse engineer your outcomes, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really important to start thinking about, all right, like I think Sophie mentioned that in the last episode, a lot of these students need 20 or 30 members. Okay, great. What, like, what do you need to do leads-wise to do that? What do you need to do sales-wise to do that? What will those 20 or 30 members do to your actual rolling revenue? Mm-hmm. And make sure you spend your time in, in the studio doing those things to get those outcomes. And not doing what things? Not doing, like covering more shifts to save money. Right. right? You know, like just half-assing things like using your great auntie Betty to run your Facebook ads because she does it for the accounting firm up the road. <laughs> just like actually investing in the process. Hang on. So it's making it away to the mic. Okay. My input here is or making decisions to cut costs that actually cost you more money. Like firing a staff member so you don't have to pay wages, but then having to cover their shifts at the exact time that you would be making phone calls to make sales that make you more money and actually that you enjoy more. Don't do that. Yeah, we've spoken about this in the past. It's, you know, it's, it's those $10 tasks, those $100 tasks, those $1,000 tasks. The temptation in survival mode is to like, oh, fuck, I've got to rationalize all the costs. And the default is you, you find yourself doing all those $10 tasks. I think now more than ever is the time that we've got the intentional shopper, like you, the performance standards in the gym need to be so high. Mm. Something that you see the level threes, I had a call yesterday, you know, and someone had, they actually had a sales process and they had scripts and systems and follow-ups and automations and this and that. And they still went in the numbers and then digging a little deeper and they had a manager and they had a head trainer and they knew all their numbers. I go, okay. 
something's off here. Something's off here. And then it came down to the head trainer being on the final performance warning. I'm like, okay, how many final warnings has this person had? So, yeah, like there's no room for that in this climate right now. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So we've gone through the four different levels. What I want you guys to do if you're listening to this right now, and that kind of really struck a nerve with you, the first thing I want you to do is decide. Just be an active participant in this decision. Insert yourself in this framework and just go, fuck, I'm going to decide what number are you now and what number do you want to be? And if you want to go one level up, then you've made the first decision right that you're not going to be average. For those people, commit to self-development, commit to learning, commit to like going all in, commit to watching the language that you use in your head around like how you talk about yourself and like commit to actually, you know, getting some help if it's on offer and if it vibes with you and if that's what you think you might need. Even LeBron had a coach, man. You don't think Jordan didn't have a coach? He had like plenty of coaches. Heaps of coaches, yeah. Right, so there's no shame in that. But if you don't do that, right, if you don't do that, someone else might choose Nike. Mm. And that might be the studio that's opening up next door. And Nike or another place will take your members. And if you're listening to this, right, and you know that that's not good enough and you know that what you're doing is probably not good enough, if you listen to what Benny said and you're not doing your numbers, you're not tracking your metrics, you do have your head in the sand about your financial performance. You don't have a process. You don't have a process, right? Love you. But I'm just saying, I'm just going to be real with you right now. Not fucking good enough. If you want to go one level up, mm. not good enough, right? So either get some help or YouTube, AI, help yourself. Like lean into it. You're a business owner. Yeah. I reckon in the next episode, mm. why don't we do one that is like creating a sellable business? Let's do it. Otherwise, it's just a job. Otherwise, it's, yeah. Or, or a level four closed yeah. doors. Because even though you're four, you want to go three to two to one, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're still trying to create it. Like we still want to create an asset that is mm. sellable. So, Listeners, I hope that you took something from that episode. I want you to really think about what we sort of talked about here. Kind of run through it again and see where you fit with those four levels. And I also want you to take a moment out of the hustle and decide where are you now? Where do you want to be? And what are the behavior shifts that you need to do in order to make that shift? With that, lots of love, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. See ya. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that, what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.